Hi, I'm Brad Blaylock. And I'm Brad McKeon, and welcome to The Brad Report. Brad Report contains spoilers. This episode is brought to you by Humidity in the South. Lord have mercy on us all. The Brad Report can be found on Apple, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Anchor, and Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars only. Make sure you subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Brad Report. And we've been off for a few weeks, but we are back and we are continuing our run through the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Black Panther. Kicking it off, here's our summary of Black Panther. After the death of his father, after the death of his father, T'Challa returns home to the African nation of Wakanda to take his rightful place as king. When a powerful enemy suddenly reappears, T'Challa's medal as king and as the Black Panther gets tested when he's drawn into conflict that puts the fate of Wakanda and the entire world at risk. Faced with treachery and danger, the young king must rally his allies and release the full power of the Black Panther to defeat his foes and secure the safety of his people. Very good. Thank you, Google. Thank you, Google, as always. Yeah, so uh, kicking it over to themes, you want to lead us off? Yeah, so I think one of the big themes of this movie is tradition and change, or I guess tradition versus change, right? So you have... Um, T'Challa's father, T'Chaka, who was a very pro, I guess you could describe his like his monarchy as like an isolationist camp. Yeah, right? like, Wakanda is Wakanda, and it cares about Wakanda, and it is going to cut itself off from the rest of the world to the point where the rest of the world doesn't even realize what Wakanda is really. Um, they don't do any sort of humanitarian aid or whatever, anything like that. They just stick to themselves. Whereas you've got this new group, right, um, head up by T'Challa and Shuri and Okoye, um, who are starting to change that policy and change that tradition of isolationism to a more, I guess, like open country and a more a country that reaches out more with more humanitarian efforts. So it's just like change versus tradition, right? Like, which is, I don't know, tradition can be a good thing or a bad thing, right? Yeah, it depends on how you view it, right? Or sure. if well, it's getting in the way, is tradition getting in the way well, it, of you doing the right thing? I think that, like, you, how do I say this? Nothing is good simply because it's a tradition. Correct. Right? Like, being a tradition doesn't make something good in and of itself, right? Yeah. And so I think you have to ask yourself, are, tra- like, are traditions good because they're good, or do we say they're good because we just do them, right? Yeah. And so being fully isolationist, they decide, isn't that good? So we need to open up and we need to reach out, right? It doesn't matter that this is how we've done things. Yeah, I picked that Yeah, I picked that up as one of my themes, just isolation mm. uh, as as itself. That was my, my third theme. But since we're talking about it, we'll go ahead and, and, and dive into that a little bit. But that whole aspect of them closing themselves off to protect themselves, even to the point of we're, we're not going to help, you know, we're, we're not going to alien invasion, you know, it doesn't matter. All these things don't matter, but we're not going to interfere because if we were to do that, we put ourselves at risk. And so a us over them mentality of isolationism. Yeah, that's really good. Um, another one is the importance of fathers. Yeah. So you have the two main characters, T'Challa and Killmonger. Um, T'Challa is kind of characterized as a merciful and kind person throughout the movie, right? He is benevolent. He gives mercy. Um, you see, like, and you can really see it in the the way that they handle their their victories and their their challenging fights, right? Mm-hmm. So M'Baku challenges T'Challa, and T'Challa beats him. 
and he has him on the edge of the the waterfall. And instead of throwing him off, he 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 tells him like, "Call for mercy. Like, this is over. I don't want to really hurt you. Like, yeah, I've won the fight. Let's end it. You just call for mercy. You know. Yeah. And that's how T'Challa handles it. Yeah. And T'Challa grew up with a, a loving father, um, with T'Chaka, who clearly has his faults, as we find out. Oh, for sure. Right. But he was there for T'Challa and gave him a sense of purpose and a sense of, um, of just just a sense of direction. Whereas Killmonger, because of T'Chaka, actually, mm-hmm. um, grew up without a father and he grew up without someone being able to hand him this sense of direction. And in Killmonger's fight, in his his fight versus T'Challa, he doesn't offer T'Challa mercy. No, right? He doesn't. Once the fight is won, he doesn't offer T'Challa a sense of mercy. He throws him off the side yeah, of a in, cliff. In his mind, he he kills him. Right, he throws him off the side of a cliff. Yeah. Which, man, okay, so I know like you got to do it for the movie, right? Yeah. But like, I, what is up with bad guys and trying to kill people in ways where they don't actually see the character die? Oh, it's just... I know you got to do it for the movie. You got to well, the story because you, you can't actually kill the character, well, but you have to make it believable. It's like, well, yeah, this guy's probably dead. Sure, I just I feel like if I was a supervillain, I would make sure that my enemies were done. Well, you'd be a better supervillain than most of the Marvel ones. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Yeah, the yeah that was really good. The importance of fathers and how the presence of fathers and the absence and. Yeah, how what a huge influence and impact that has mm-hmm. on on the child and on on themselves and you know that's his his whole Killmonger's motivating factor is is he's seeking vengeance. You know, he he does have some points about offering aid and not being isolationist, but when it comes down to it, he says, you know, it, towards the final fight he says, I'm going to hunt down and kill anybody that would ever support you as king yeah it's it's it becomes less of this is what i'm doing for people as a whole Mm. and i'm wanting it's his own personal vendetta and that's why he's the villain it's not if it because if it were really you know hey we need to help people because there are other people within his camp that believe those things but for him it's just like personal vendetta personal vengeance vengeance and all of that anger and hate that he has stored up so fathers make a big, big impact. Uh, my theme is first theme is leadership. Just how, you know, to uh, T'Challa is a king and the leadership positions and how the dynamics that he has with other leaders and with his father, with Killmonger as he's king for two days, maybe. And, uh, well, I guess he's not technically king since he never really won the challenge. Anyways, but uh, there's just the leadership in who gets the de- who has the say in what decisions are made. You know, uh, I think it's really important with uh, T'Chaka and Zuri when he's confronting him and says, "Oh, you're you're king. The king forbade me to to say speak of it." He says, "Well, I'm the king now, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you to tell me." It's like you don't get to make the decision of what truths you could omit anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So leadership and yeah. Who gets to make the decisions and why? Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, one, one theme is the, like the West view of Africa. Yeah. And the film kind of critiques that throughout the movie. Right. So in this movie, we are presented with an African nation, uh, known as Wakanda, which is self-reliant and highly technologically advanced, et cetera, et cetera. And it uses They've that. They've got no exports. Or, yeah. Yeah. No yeah. imports. And it uses that country, that fictitious country, as a way to critique the way Westerners, you know, us Americans and uh, Europe, Europe and, and, and yeah, often view Africa, right? Is this kind of like this kind of racist stereotype of the African nation, right? Not the African nation, but African nations. Yeah. I know that Africa is not a nation, just to be clear. Just <laughs> a <laughs> continent. Right. Uh, but like, and, and you see this several times. So you have like Ross, the FBI agent who is like the very. CIA? CIA. CIA, yeah. Yeah. He's like very like, casually disrespectful of Wakanda 
you know, at one point, I can't remember exactly what he says to T'Challa, but it's like, we don't need the help from a third world country or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Klaus, 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 Claw. 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 Klaus. Klaus. Claw. Claw at one point says that um, these savages don't deserve vibranium. So he refers to these people as savages. Yeah. And then at the very end, in the post credit scene, when T'Challa is announcing that they are opening their borders more for humanitarian aid and they're going to give back the UN just kind of like, they have no idea what's going on. They're like, what? Okay. They just, why, kind of why do we off. need, why do we need your help? They just blow them off. Right. Or what can you offer us? Yeah. They just blow them off. Absolutely. And that, that is a way to critique how Westerners view, view Africa. Right. There, there tends to be this like racist kind of stereotypical way of viewing Africa as this like poor downtrodden, um, unable to do things for themselves which isn't which isn't true right like yeah. there are extremely wealthy parts of africa um and nations that are incredibly self-reliant and so i thought it was a, a solid critique of the west view of africa yeah it was really good my final theme is justice versus vengeance kind of already mentioned this before with eric and how he I think one of the things is that the difficulty of okay he he's right in criticizing Wakanda for their isolationism. Sure. And he's wanting and he also his you know his father was right in critiquing but the way that they went about it was wrong. And you know his his father like got people killed. And and stole vibranium to try and uh, take care, of, like give it to the rest of the world, and like that's that's not okay, you know. Sure, and, yeah. But at the same time, it's just that, that that vengeance of, well, I'm gonna I'm going to do this to make myself feel better, you know. I'm seeking vengeance for for my father. You took things from me. I'm gonna get revenge, and it really plays back to one of T'Challa's first like really good lines in Captain America and Civil War is that, you know, you says vengeance is when he's critiquing Iron Man, Captain America and Zemo. He says, you know, vengeance is consuming them. It's like it has consumed you. I'm done letting it consume me. And so that really kind of contrasts like, you know, when it comes down to it, he's not going to seek vengeance for vengeance sake. And even when Killmonger attacked him, tried to kill him, was trying to kill other people, he still wanted to save him mm. at the end. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. You got any more themes? No. None that I feel equipped to talk about. <laughs> For sure. Okay. Let's do some storytelling. Good, bad Easter eggs. Mm -hmm. If we got them. Yeah. So... Uh, are we starting good or bad? We'll do good first. Good. Wakanda looks awesome. It looks so cool. The design. The architecture. Every, everything from the CGI is well done to the the dress and the costume design was really good. Um, it was. It looks great. Yeah. Bright colors everywhere. The, what do they call this aesthetic? Uh, Afrofuturism. Yeah, I believe, I I believe is so. the, the term of the aesthetic where you, where you like, mix futuristic technology and traditional like African garb. And I, it looks cool. It looks really, really it cool. It looks great. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, one of the things that I really liked was the opening scene with Eric's dad telling him about Wakanda and just that animation with the dirt and the sand. Yeah. And it's really cool. And how that ties in later with, you know, his, with, it will Killmonger's story and what him telling him about Wakanda. And that was really, really cool. It was really well done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was good. Um, another thing I thought was really well done is the, is Killmonger. Yeah. I have Michael B. Jordan and Killmonger so, sure. as well. Yeah. So he, we've talked about this before. The best villains are ones that have a good point. Yeah. And he has a good point. He does have a we, great point. We've already talked about it at length, but he has a good point. Um, he's a great villain. My only, my only critique of the villain, and I've said this on other movies, is at the end of the day, his powers and his costume—it's just like the good guy, but yeah, different color. It's like 
It's just like the good yeah, guy. Yeah, T'Challa even had that option to pick it earlier in the movie. Yeah. And Killmonger picked that one instead because Shuri wasn't uh, it looks wasn't it, there. It just looks looks the same. It's and exactly it's, the same. That's like one of my that's my only rub with Killmonger. That's it. Which but that's been my rub with so several. I have ways. yeah, I have so my rub with him uh, in the bad is well both well I'm jumping ahead, but the thing is, is that you have two really interesting villains in this movie. Claw is super interesting, sure, and Killmonger is super interesting, and they kill both of them. That's yeah, that was really frustrating for me. That when I first saw this movie in 2018, I says, "Wow, these guys are really, really cool," and they he was like Andy Circus, who's amazing, and then Michael B. Jordan, who's equally amazing like they both steal the show in their scenes and then it's just like yeah they're dead mm-hmm. really frustrating but that's my the bad but yeah michael b jordan was good uh i think uh chadwick boseman was solid yeah. as as t'challa you know just that kind of he doesn't the only time he gets really loud is when he's like yelling at his ancestors which i think is a really cool character device of how they show that of of who he is yeah absolutely um yeah so another good is the i thought the fight scenes looked really cool yeah chadwick boseman it was a very and this and so we know now that he was he was fighting cancer at the time, which yeah. makes it more impressive. Yeah. But he's a physically imposing actor. Absolutely. Right. Like it, there's there's several guys that they just look like they really are throwing punches. He's one of them. Um, it's like Christian Bell and Batman. But anyway, that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. Talking about Batman. But yeah. he he just he looks good fighting. Yeah. Well, they filmed this movie and Infinity War and Endgame all at the same time. It's insane. Yeah crazy but yeah he he did great i think the car chase scene particularly was a, like a real highlight uh, that was a lot of fun with him on the car jumping on across cars you know dodging bullets mm-hmm. yeah all the fighting scenes were awesome any more good highlights um you know like the movie is as a whole is really good i don't know if oh i'll say the women of wakanda everything from there their style to like the warrior thing to um, just like how, how cool they were throughout the movie. Big plus. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The bad. We already said some. Yeah. So I don't love the looking the same, but that's not a huge, a huge issue. Um, vibranium. It's kind of a cheat code. Is there anything vibranium like, doesn't do doesn't do yeah because it's not just a strong metal like they use it for all this like technological for events. like they they put a vibranium bead in the guy's bullet hole to and stabilize his to space stabilize his like everything about him like okay he's not he's stabilized now it's like i don't know enough about science and medicine to know what that actually means right like oh they're stable I'm like okay so that's good now so they're not in maybe it's like morphine like and yeah, how does vibranium make sand and like FaceTime communication, hologram, super clear? I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. it's yeah, a bit of a cheat code. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah, it just like explained away. Oh, you know, it's vibranium. It can do that. How does it absorb? Yeah. Anyways, all that stuff. Do you have any? Um, uh, I think. Yeah, I mean that that was kind of my thing. The 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 villains they are awesome, but then they just kill them off, which is frustrating. Mm-hmm. Vibranium is kind of a cheat code. Um yeah, it was there's not a lot of bad things about this movie, but you know, I don't think that I love this movie as much as a lot of people did. Okay. And we can talk about that more when we get to our rankings. Okay. Um, do you have any Easter eggs? I did not look any up. I have a couple. One, okay. the the mask Killmonger steals from the museum. 
is a nod to the Killmonger costume in the comic books, right? So in the comic books, Killmonger doesn't look no, like, not at all. Black Panther at all. Like he um, he kind of has this like the skull mask, which is similar to what he, he stole, you know. Um, this like red and yellow kind of armor thing going on, and he looks cool. And so they made like a slight nod to that, but you know, that's as far as I got with that. Um so another another one is obviously Stan Lee and his cameo was there. Mm-hmm. There's a, a a Back to the Future reference with the shoes and the footwear. Yeah, the self lacing shoes kind of remind yeah, yeah, me yeah. of uh, like Back to the Future future reference. Yeah, um, Claw gets his can his arm cannon, which is a thing in the comic books it as is. well. Yep. And he looks really weird in the comics. Well, he's red and got a blue face. And well, and his like his arm, it's like it doesn't look like a hand. It like looks like a kind of bionic. Um, yeah, it's not the same. I like this 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 style better. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't know. I to me, I felt like there were some parallels in this movie with The Lion King a lot. Oh, absolutely! I think some people definitely the, made nods to that. What, what, what do they call the realm where um, T'Challa went? The ancestral plane. Ancestral plane. So that that looked exactly like that the Lion reminded King. me so much of Lion King uh, Mufasa looking down from from on high to Simba. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Um, oh, and then the. Uh, the uh, another white boy, when another she, broken white boy, another broken he, white boy. That's the uh, the reference to Bucky Barnes, that, which we see in the end credits. Right, who is there and is being healed and brought back to to full health. Yeah, yeah, those are good. Those are fun. I think the the aesthetic of the movie, I think, was kind of like, I think there was some James Bond influence, especially in like the casino scene and like the gadget scenes, like with the tech and everything and. Yeah, uh, a lot of influence, but it's yeah, it's fun. So, getting into some quotes and then scenes. All right, my first quote is from King T'Chaka as T'Challa is visiting him in the ancestral plane. He says, "You're a good man with a good heart." And it's hard for a good man to be king. Yeah. That's good. Do you think that's true, though? I think... That's like a common theme in books and movies. and. Well, I think because you're forced... In, in leadership positions, you're forced to make decisions that not everybody's going to be happy with. And as a kind person, you want everyone to be happy. Yeah. But not everyone can be happy, and people or whatever decision you make on whichever side, you know, if he stays an isolationist for T'Challa, or if they yeah. open their borders, like someone's going to be angry with him, mm. and that's hard when you want people to be happy. I mean, I'm very oversimplifying it, but you know, sometimes you have to make hard decisions, sure, uh, in moral gray areas. Yeah, that's fair. Do you think it's true? I don't know. Um, people always say that in books and stuff. Oh, so. of course they do. I don't know. It sounds good. It's, it does. <laughs> Maybe that's why they say it. And then the writer just puts them in difficult situations. Right. So my, my first quote is from M'Baku, and it is when Ross and uh, T'Challa's family are, are in his presence. <laughs> They're trying to ask for help and stuff, and Ross starts to talk, and M'Baku shuts him up and says, uh, "I will feed you to my children." And it's really awkward. And then, and then this is the this is the quote. And Baku starts giggling. He goes, "I'm kidding. We're vegetarians." <laughs> oh, that's a great line. Uh, but the best part is he's he's giggling so hard he can't. Like, he's laughing at his own joke. Yeah, he can't. He can't hold it together. That's super funny. Uh, my next one is uh, Shuri in the lab where the first time they're in the lab together, Shuri says, just because something works doesn't mean that it cannot be improved. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a whole thing with 
with her, especially as a scientist, but I think kind of takes a grander scheme of, of their country and their society and their roles. And like, Hey, they're functioning as a country and what they're doing is good, but they can make improvements. Yeah. So this is actually from the post credit scene. Charles says in times of crisis, the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. That's really good. That is good. That's good. Yeah. He's got that big long quote. That's awesome. That's probably one of my favorites from the movie. Uh, so this is in the casino scene, and Ross is confronting Claw, and he says, quite the entourage. Do you have a mixtape coming out? He's actually, yeah, there is. I'll send you the SoundCloud link. <laughs> He's like, it's one of his bodyguards. He's like, do you have it? Do you have it with you? Uh, <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is awesome. I want this guy to be around for a long time. Like three scenes later. I know. that They always kill the best, best bad guys. All right. This is from Killmonger. And he says, bury me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from the ships because they knew death was better than bondage. Mm. Oh. What do you think of that quote? It's a great quote. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was, for me, when I heard that, maybe there's something like, yeah. I was just like, I was like, man. You preach to me just a little too much for me, but I'd like it. <laughs> You're looking at me funny. You gotta criticize me. No, it's I, a good I, quote. It's a great quote. It's very poetic. It is poetic. Do you think he's really dead? Yeah. You think so? Well, I, I well, I'm assuming you have some questions about. I do. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Because I was yeah, that quote in that scene I was we're gonna talk about later. Um, okay, my next one is so after Ross takes a bullet and Claw and Killmonger's escape, to they're debating on whether they leave him to die. Yeah, and Okoye is like, "Yes, we leave him," and he says, "I will not abandon someone to die when I have the means to save his life." Yeah, it's a good quote. Yeah. Uh, this is another quote about leadership, and I think this one is is pretty true. It says, "The price of a crown is often a heavy heart." It's mm, a good one. Yeah, the yeah, that's so good. Next one I have is from, or my last one is from Okoye, and she's saying this to Killmonger. She says, "You are so full of hatred, you will never be a true king." Mm. That's good. My last one is the Killmonger quote. Is this your is this your king? Is this your king? When he's yelling that and T'Challa is just like on his own all fours. Yeah. Barely breathing. And that's a pretty That's gutting. That's like, oh, oh my gosh. We're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've I've lied. Another one I have is when his in the first battle with uh with Mbaku. Mm is they're fighting and he's kind of getting it handed to him a little bit. And then his mother just yells at him, show him who you are. And that's when he starts to take charge. I thought that was really cool. It's like, show him who you are. That is a good one. Okay. Scenes. You want to go first? Yeah. So, I mean, that battle with M'Baku, the first one, the ceremonial battle. Yeah, like, that was awesome. The 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 caves, the water, the all the dress, all the dress, the the suspense, the the power of the Black Panther is stripped away. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Uh, it was. Yeah. It was awesome. That ceremonial battle, like even the war paint kind of stuff. Very, like that's a cool cool part of tradition that they they keep up. Um, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, I thought the, so right after the casino scene, you have the car chase scene with yes, Paul. I have that as well. And you have T'Challa and um, Okoye and... Um, Is it Nakia? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I think, I've got IMD people pulled up. I think it's Nakia. And then Shuri's in the car. Uh, and Shuri's remotely. controlling the car with the like bead thing, which is so cool. Yeah. But uh, vibranium, tell you what. <laughs> I mean that that car chase scene is really good. It's really well done. When she, th- I mean, the, there's a great great quote in there. I should have included it. Guns, so primitive, so primitive. 
And when they throws the and then she throws the spear. That was um, really sick. through the car and it stops the entire car. That's sweet. I mean, it's a pretty sweet car chasing. When sure when they run over someone and like sure he's a bump and she's like, what was that? And I was like, don't worry about yeah. it. Keep driving. Uh, so my, the final, the kind of vibranium train, magnetic train fight scene with T'Challa and Killmonger. And even before that, as he tackles him Mm. and they're falling and punching each other. Yeah. They're just like, what? That looks so cool. And just the way he ends up defeating him is really, really smart and really cool. Yeah. That's good. Uh, it's. Not as a not as triumphant of a scene, but the the T'Challa and Killmonger fight, the the challenge fight, yeah, really good scene. So intense, really good, gut wrenching. So intense, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, I think another scene that I liked was anytime Shuri was in her lab. That was just fun. Yeah, seeing her interact with her her older brother kind mm-hmm. of teasing him, them teasing each other, uh, seeing how smart she is. And uh, yeah, those were a lot of fun. Yeah, that was good. Um, I, the, the Killmonger and Claw like museum scene was really good. Yeah. When like, these are bad guys. Well, it, and, you know, it's another thing where it's like the best villains are villains with a point. When the museum worker comes over to him and is asking him about, like, you know, she's clearly like, oh, why are you here? Which is a bit of a catch-22 because on the one hand, you're like, okay, she's clearly profiling him. Uh, but in this case, he, like, Kamagra actually is a, a thief. And he is. Oh, he is a, definitely a thief. Um, but but he he has good points when he's talking about, like, well, how, how do you think, how do you think your ancestors got these artifacts? Yeah. Like, why do you think these artifacts are in the, the British Museum and not back in Africa where they're from? Yeah. Hmm, I wonder how they got here. How did they get here? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. The uh and then he's like, oh, he killed all of them. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this guy's a bad dude. And then Claw lets the guy run a little bit, then shoots yeah, him in the back and Claw's yeah. like, why don't you do that? Make it look like we're not professionals. <laughs> yeah, go spread, spread the crime. Spread, spread the crime scene out. Yeah. Yeah, he's that's funny. Um those are all the scenes I have. Do you have any more? Uh, I'd say the ancestral plane. Scene yeah, those are really, really good. Cool. Those are powerful. Yeah, the I think when uh, I don't know, I can't remember what Killmonger's dad's name was, and let's see. Oh, what is it? Looking it up, uh, Njobu. Yeah, when he there at the in the ancestral plane. And it seems like even though his father kind of set him on that path, he's saddened and his heart's broken by how he turned out. Just at the end, when he's kind of talking to him and he's just like, oh, you're de-, his son's like, you're dead. You know, it doesn't matter. Like, whatever. And he's talking to him about ruling. And then the way he just lowers his head and, yeah. and at the end is just like... um just like, you know, he doesn't recognize. He's like trying to tell him, he's like, hey, you're lost. Like, you're on the wrong path. And he's just like, nah, I'm not. And so that was, yeah, the ancestral plane scenes are very powerful. And then even as T'Challa confronts mm-hmm. everyone and just yeah, yells at him, it's really good. <sighs> All right. Questions. Okay. First question. So T'Challa, the Black Panther, was introduced, first introduced as a side character in Captain America Civil War. Do you prefer or would you prefer more characters to be introduced this way in the future? I, it's worked really well for them so far. I thought the Spider-Man intro that way was really good. The Black Panther, which I guess they, you know, Spider-Man and Black Panther are both introduced in the same same way in this uh, in Civil War. But I thought it's worked well so far. I mean, it makes sense if you've got these. You know, the issue you run into if you introduce them other ways is you've got these really powerful beings or at least extraordinary beings, right? 
and these massive conflicts in the world. So it makes sense that they show up in them, right? It mm-hmm. makes sense that Spider-Man is brought into Civil War as, as Black Panther. Um, when you introduce characters in other ways, at this point in the game, you kind of have to say like they did with Captain Marvel, oh, she was just exploring space. That's why she's been gone for 30 years. She's just out exploring space. It's like, okay, that's convenient. But I I like it more when they're introduced in these major conflicts because it makes sense for them to be there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like it a lot more too. And even when with the Disney Plus shows now that you're these side characters are getting their kind of own thing, mm. it's like oh well I've I've seen Loki in five movies, yeah, you know, or I've seen uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier in four movies, and Wanda and Vision, you know. Mm. So I prefer it as well. But there are some things, of course, that they're not going to do that with, or they're not able sure. to. So okay, which piece of tech in this movie is the coolest? Mm-hmm. I mean, it has to be the suit, right? I'd say the suit or the the flower, taking the flower and then being yeah. a superhuman. Well, that's not really well, that's tech. Not tech, yeah. That's, uh, I, I, I think the like suit, magic. Yeah, the suit's really cool. And it has this like uh, vibranium like nanotech where it stores it in the necklace, which is really really, really cool. cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, when Shuri was kind of criticizing, oh, let me put my helmet on first. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was fun. Okay, who has the best performance in this movie? Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. I was going to say him or Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I'm going to go Chadwick, though. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right. This is the question we've been waiting for. Mm -hmm. You've been waiting for. So, as... Probably many of our listeners know Chadwick Boseman passed away of cancer this past year. Yeah. And they announced that they will not be recasting his role. So Wakanda uh, Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever will be coming out, I believe, in 20... Next year, right? Or is it it's, ca- it's coming out in 2022. It's in pre-production right now. Yeah. So it's coming out next year. How do you move forward? Whew. And what? Yeah. How do you move forward? So I. Well, first I think we mentioned this in because we were recording the podcast already when Chadwick passed away. Mm-hmm. I think we already mentioned this, but like, what, like, I think we just have to mention it again. Like, one, just so sad. Like, oh, uh, heartbreaking. You know, cancer sucks. Uh, but two, just, I mean, it, it kind of makes his his performance and his run of movies just all the more incredible that he was able all to, the more important that he was able to do these things while battling cancer and undergoing treatments and uh, surgeries and just having the energy and the strength to do this stuff is, is incredible. Yeah. Um, but how, so how do you move forward? One, they made the absolute right call of not recasting. Yes. You cannot recast black Panther. As, yeah. I mean, you cannot do that. So, that was a great call. That I think would have made the movie, it would have crashed and burned quickly. Yeah. I think I, I don't want them to CGI a lot of Chadwick in, um, of extra scenes. And so I don't want that. I think if they could find a way to convincingly tell a, a story of of T'Challa passing away and then having a big funeral for him in the movie. Yeah. Um, having like a big like funeral celebration in the movie, I think would be a really cool way to honor Chadwick mm-hmm. Boseman. If they could find a way to narratively do that well, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Because they, so I think the most recent pop culture thing was when uh, Carrie Fisher died mm-hmm. before the filming of The Rise of Skywalker. They did not recast her, but they used unused footage from The Last Jedi. And you can tell it's pretty forced Yeah, in the narrative with the, the context of the quotes. And then she does die in the movie. What I wish they had done is that if they'd begun the movie with Leia's funeral. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, if they begin the uh, movie with... 
if they can find a way to have like for it to narratively fit the movie and have a, a big T'Challa funeral, bright colors, you know, lots of, like celebration, it, it could be really cool and really, I think, a good way to memorialize it. Yeah. And you could thematically, the movie would would follow themes of the first one as of the transition of power. What mm. what do we do now? Who is the new? Who is the new thing? Because you've had the the decimation, the snap, and then people coming back. And then they kind of explored those themes of like, what are the countries doing now with Falcon and the Winter Soldier? And what is the new leader? Whether it's Shuri or if someone beats her on challenge day or, you know, what is going to happen? So where do you think they go? Who do you think is the next Black Panther? I think, I don't know if the, I would it makes sense that it's Shuri, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they set up her character to be like the serious kind of leader, king, queen person. No, but I mean, you could just pivot. I mean, that's not. Yeah, you can pivot. Um, I think it's going to be Shuri. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's Killmonger. I don't think they're doing a redemption or. I think he's dead. You think he's dead? Yeah. Yeah, because I think people were saying, like, because he's Royal Line. And. After he collapses in the movie, you don't actually you see T'Challa's kind of like over yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. You could say you he, could say he put a vibranium bead in and his chest. They rehabilitated they, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now yeah, he's, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure. Make it sure. Okay. She's his sister. She's part of the she's part of the royal line. Call it a day, make it sure. And I think it'll be fine. Okay. All right. I don't like I don't love fake deaths a whole lot. Yeah, um, but like it's comic book over, movie. Yeah, but at some point aren't aren't you like oversaturating so, the market? Well, T'Challa had a fake death. I know, but like, do we need more from that movie? I don't know. I don't I don't we'll, know. See, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm sure it'll be great. Right, going into the final piece of our episode, we have our rankings, and this is the section where we rank every hero, villain, and movie that we've seen so far up to this point in Black Panther. So I'll go first. Number one, Thor. Number two, Black Panther. Three, Captain America. Four, Iron Man. Five, Spider-Man. Six, I have Black Panther on here twice. Six, (laughs) Soldier. Seven, Black Widow. Eight, the Hulk. Uh, nine, Wanda. Ten, Doctor Strange. Eleven, Rocket. Twelve, Yondu. Thirteen, Star Lord. Fourteen, Gamora. Fifteen, Drax. Sixteen, Falcon. Seventeen, Ant Man. Eighteen, Hawkeye. Nineteen, Vision. Twenty is Mantis. Twenty-one is Groot. Uh, Twenty-two is Nebula. Twenty-three, Quicksilver. 24 war machine okay where'd you have black panther number two okay i have one iron man two four three black panther four captain america five spider-man six black widow seven star lord eight rocket nine gamora ten strange eleven falcon 12 drax 13 groot 14 ant-man 15 hulk 16 Hawkeye, 17 Wanda, 18 Vision, 19 War Machine, 20 Quicksilver, 21 Mantis, and 22 Nebula. Nebula, okay. All right. Respectable. Um, Iron Man's never come off your top spot, has he? No. And he nev- will he ever? Uh, unless there's a future property that I haven't seen yet, probably not. Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, so villains, I have number one, Zemo, number two, Loki, number three, Killmonger, four, Vulture, five, Hella, six, Ego, seven, Red Skull, eight, Obadiah, nine, Ultron, ten, Ronin, eleven, Alexander Pierce, twelve, Whiplash, thirteen, Abomination, fourteen, Aldrich Killian, fifteen, Darren Cross, sixteen, Jordan Mamu, seventeen, Malekith. Man, ours are pretty similar. So, yeah, I had him at number three. Villain. Yeah, villain. I have one Loki, two Vulture, three Killmonger, four Hela, 
five Zemo, six Aldrich Killian, seven Obadiah, eight Ultron, nine Ronin, ten Ego, eleven Red Skull, twelve Alexander Pierce, thirteen Yellow Jacket, fourteen Ivan Bonko, fifteen Abomination, sixteen Dormammu, and seventeen is Malekith. So Killmonger's good, and uh, Ty will be mad at us, I think. But uh, I just think that, like, here's the thing with Loki and Zemo, is that we're, we've seen, we are going to see them again. Yeah. Absolutely. And we have already seen them again in the timeline. And it's like, he's just a one-off. And even Vulture, if we see him again, he'll probably bump back up. Yeah. Well, I think we will see Vulture. I mean, they teased him, so I would assume. We're going to see him, him again. Point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, movies. Number one, Captain America Winter Soldier. Two, Iron Man. Three, Guardians. One, four, Ragnarok. Five, Civil War. Six, uh, Guardians Volume Two. Seven, Black Panther. Eight, First Avenger. Nine, The Avengers. Ten, Iron Man. Two, eleven, Homecoming. Twelve, Iron Man. Three, thirteen, Doctor Strange. Fourteen, Age of Ultron. Fifteen, Ant Man. 16 Thor, 17 Incredible Hulk, 18 Dark World. So you have Black Panther at seven, right? Yes. Okay. But you will see in my final grade that it is so it's still in the top tier. Yeah, yeah. Of of, no, no, of that, my grades. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um one Iron Man, two, Thor Ragnarok, three, Guardians of the Galaxy, four, Black Panther, five, Captain America Civil War. Six Winter Soldier, seven Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, eight Spider-Man Homecoming, nine The Avengers, ten Iron Man Three, eleven Captain America the First Avenger, twelve Ultron, thirteen Strange, fourteen Ant-Man, fifteen Iron Man Two, sixteen Thor, seventeen Incredible Hulk, and eighteen Thor Dark World. All right, so you had it at number four, mm -hmm. and I had it at seven. seven. Okay, so. Quick, quick question. So this movie was nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. Mm. Do you think it deserved that? I don't remember what other movies were. What year was, did this come out? 2018. Best Picture nominees. I guess he will. Uh, okay, so it was Dunkirk. Oh, 2018 is pretty strong. What are some of the other movies? Dunkirk. Um, they are not making this easy to <laughs> come on Google. So best picture was are you sure it's twenty eighteen? Pretty darn sure. It's not on the twenty eighteen um best picture. Oh my goodness. According to this variety dot com page. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Are you sure it's nominated for best picture? I'm almost one hundred percent positive. Well, I guess I'm wrong. Hold on. Was Black Panther nominated for Best Picture? See, Google knows. Black Panther became the first comic book and superhero film to Is be nominated 20... for the Best Picture at the Academy Awards, as well as the first film in the MCU to win an Academy it Award. It was the 2019 okay. Best Picture. No. Okay. Okay. So we have Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, The Favorite, Black Panther, Vice, Roma, A Star is Born, Green Book, Black Klansman. Um, Black Panther was better than one, two, three, four. Four of those movies. So yeah. It, Which four? It's better than Green Book. It's better than Vice. It's better than Bohemian Rhapsody. And well, we're comic book nerds. Of course, we're going to say that. Well, no, not necessarily. I think that um, I thought Black Klansman and A Star is Born were both better than Black Panther. Yeah. But Bohemian Rhapsody was really good. That movie is awful. What? Oh, my God. It was so good. Dude, the way that it cut back and forth with the camera, it was so spastic. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I'm not, I don't love it that much that I'm going to argue about it, but I thought it was a good movie. He was not a good, uh, what's Rami Malik? Awful Freddie Mercury. Are you serious? Awful. Oh my God. He won the Oscar. I know. Oh my God. I know he did. <laughs> Which is so bad. Okay. Here's the thing. 
So do you think, uh, if it's number four, do you think the other three movies in, that are above it should have been nominated for Best Picture? Yeah, I thought... Uh, because there's a general stigma around comic book movies that they're not I thought, Best I thought, Picture work. I thought deserved the, the the nomination. I Personally, I thought A Star is Born was the best movie that year. I thought it was too. Um, but that what I, I thought it deserved a nomination. Okay. Yeah, I liked the movie. I did not think it was as good as like I'll just go ahead and say my like overall reflection like it was it was an A movie. It's an A movie. Um uh, but I don't think it's like everyone was kind of like like man this is the greatest thing ever. And I understand like the cultural significance for sure, but I don't think it was like it's definitely not better than Iron Man or Guardians of the Galaxy, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really good. So I give it an A. Everything's beautiful in the movie. The action is amazing. Uh, the humor, there's not a ton of humor. There's some, uh, but it's even that is good. It's a powerful story. Yeah. It's about an important issue. And yeah, it's well done. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman crushed it. Ryan Coogler, Michael B. Jordan crushed it. Everyone did a good job. Sure. I, I gave it an A+. Plus. Um, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I think that Chadwick Boseman and um, Michael B. Jordan were both fantastic and great. The I mean, everything you said, like the set design, the costume design looked awesome. Really cool movie. I, you know, Iron Man's just my favorite, and that, that's just kind of why it's one. Um, but yeah, Black Panther, A plus. Yeah, that's really good. Go enjoy it now on Disney plus. <laughs> All right, everybody, that's going to do it for another episode of the Brad report. We hope that you dug what you heard. We hope that you will like subscribe, give us a five star rating, follow us on social media. And until next time, love you 3000.